Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and today my guest is Victor Berglund, who is a former investment banker turned sustainability advisor slash impact investor. Okay, let's welcome Victor. Hi, Victor. Hi, Shirley. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Actually, Victor lives in Hong Kong. And、um, he's just visiting Taiwan. Well, actually, you visit a few times each year, I suppose, because your wife is from Taiwan, so and her relatives are here, so that's why. But also,、um, it, it, it's also because of your job、um, that you're here. So, can you explain just what's sustainability advisor? Right.、Um, we introduced the concept down at the World Economic Forum in Davos earlier this year. Um, where we where we said that it's time to look at the SDGs under the United Nations, the Sustainable Development Goals, the seventeen of them,、um, quite broad and ambitious. Where we look at connecting academia with the private and public sector, as well as foundations, and see how we can work in that intersection of bringing sort of technology and innovation forward, then through an SDG lens. I work with a number of stakeholders, obviously in this regard, from you know from universities to research labs under under corporate entities,、uh, private labs, and various、uh, grant-giving foundations, as well as impact sort of investment professionals. And what we really do is to to find novel research,、uh, groundbreaking technology、uh, across industries, bring it into commercialization, and that's where I step in then and help. Both sort of researchers and companies to to connect and see how we can bring things about. Like I said, you were an investment banker before. So what made you turn doing something a little different here? I really enjoy being in in the financial sector, and I I think that、uh, I, I specialize in energy and commodities,、um, shipping back in the days. I've always been interested in, in in technology and innovation, looking at where we are today and how the world is. The direction the world is going in, I think it's、um, it's an interesting space to be in for sure. I get the you know opportunity to see great research, great technology、um, being、uh, made available. But I also think that now being a being a father as、uh, one of the also reasons,、um, I think I, I think it's really a good or necessary time to see how we can make a what we call a net positive impact, contributing even those small steps to making the world a better place. Um, and I would like to, you know, be able to tell tell my son that, you know, your dad, even though in a very humble way, tried to make this、uh, a better place. At least, you know, you had the bonus to have、mm. a baby. You know, in Taiwan, there are a lot of married couples who choose not to have any children, and and I think that in some ways contribute to the fact where we're one of the top aging populations in, in the world. But at least you have a positive attitude about, hey. You know, I just want my future generation, my my kids, to have to have a better place to live and survive. You know, actually, don't you think that a lot of things are now going the same direction as what you're thinking and what you're you're concerned and care about is our environment about sustainability. I mean, it's all kind of tied in together. It's all kind of going the same direction, and I think that's good. What you're doing 
like you know you were saying earlier, because、um, I've also interviewed people who are concerned about this,、uh, these goals and and these directions. But you're more you're saying it's kind of like multiplying how to have just one good cause, but then to multiply that effect, kind of a ripple effect. I think that's that's a big responsibility. How do you go about doing that? No, absolutely. It's this,、uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fairly, <laughs> fairly ambitious goal, and、uh, or、uh, you know, it's a fairly ambitious task.、Uh, naive to 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 some extent as well, <laughs> but and you're absolutely right. There, there's a big, there's a big sort of movement at the moment.、Um, very fruitful discussions.、Uh, the whole narrative is driving towards、uh, climate change and you know sustainability and you know, how can we. You know,、um, create more、um, uh, societies that are circular in the sense that we are wasting less. Yes, yes.、Um, I think one of the important things here is exactly what you mentioned and how we tend to look at how things can be multiplied、uh, is that we look at that really sort of scalable impact.、Um, coming back then from how I worked in in finance, we dealt with quite a lot of、um, family offices. Which is sort of investment vehicles for wealthy individuals and families, and now that we're coming into a lot of these family offices having a sort of a second generation taking over, even in in large corporates, we see that you know that kind of transition both in you know U.S. and Europe, but also here in Asia, we have a lot of first-time entrepreneurs. There's definitely interest among the older sort of millennial、uh, tail. Uh, mid to late forties kind of people, and、uh, even the younger ones as well, that in addition to continuing to make, you know, investments, obviously to make、uh, profit, there's a strong interest among、uh, among this group to see how can we make investments that also carry a social good, where we can leave a you know positive impact on on society. So this goes beyond traditional philanthropy, where it could be more by writing a check to a charitable cause or you know supporting a A university on the research side. Here we look at projects that that need to be commercially and financially viable on their own, with interesting sort of、uh, growth prospects, but it also has a good、uh, a social good tied to it. That makes me think of Bill Gates. You know,、um, he is doing a lot to. What was the thing that yeah that the most recent thing I hear about him doing? It's I think turning contaminated water. I forgot. I mean the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know the the when it comes to that size, they're active in a variety of fields, and they've done a lot to addressing、um, non-communicable diseases, among other things. And、um, and and there there are similar foundations of that sort, necessarily. You know of that size still. Sure, But, sure.、Uh, again, you will find quite a lot of them in 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 North America and Europe, where you have that transition of wealth passing through a number of generations already. Um, you know, the, the Rockefeller Foundation and and sort of similar outfits. Whereas in Asia, you see more of the first-time entrepreneurs who, who are still setting up foundations of of various、uh, sorts. Where if you look, if you tie this in, then then to in, through an SDG lens,、uh, the seventeen problems. These are problems, for instance, that are very,、uh, as I mentioned, very bold and and、uh, overarching in nature. You know, goal number one, for instance, is looking at no zero zero poverty in the world,、mm, which mm, arguably mm. is a very Ambitious uh,、mm-hmm. undertaking, and it goes down to、uh, you know goal number two is、uh, reducing hunger、mm-hmm. on a global basis. You mentioned water, which is、uh, goal number six: clean、mm-hmm. water and sanitation for everyone. So these are enormous challenges, and I think that what, how how we look at this is that it really requires a collective effort,、um, working with 
a wide variety of stakeholders from government and policymakers down to sort of NGOs and grassroots and everyone in between. Um, so it's been it's, it's a very big challenge for us and working in this in, interdisciplinary field, but it's also very, very rewarding as we get to meet brilliant people on a global basis, um, both from sort of the labs that you find in um, you know the Ivy Leagues of this world, uh, but also sort of you know your your crazy scientists who have mm-hmm. spent years as a, as a hobby um, uh, inventing various things that we that are now seeing daylight, mm. Um, mm. and in many ways that technology that they have developed or the inventions that they have can be far more advanced than something that's coming out of a sort of a multi-billion research lab. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. What do you see about Taiwan, about Taiwan's market and its economy? I'm sure you know much about how Taiwan's doing. I, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, you mentioned the challenge that Taiwan has, for instance, on an aging sort of population, which we see in other parts of Asia as well. Yeah, yeah. Taiwan, I believe, is in a position where the whole economy is going to be geared towards, or it needs to be geared towards more sort of the next growth, let's find out what that is. Um, coming from a sort of, you know, OEM, hardware, manufacturing kind of background, it would be a need to see that you, you build up an ecosystem that supports innovation, that supports technology, that supports growth in the, on an industry agnosis basis, where we can provide employment, you know, for, for the next generation. Um, in, from a sustainability perspective, I think there's a lot of good things happening in Taiwan. And, you know, compared to Hong Kong, I think that sort of the... the um, the sentiment and the support of sustainability is stronger here in many, many ways. But it is in the ecosystem building that we, we, we really need to see a coordinated effort across you know, the academic sector, the private sector, public entities, and a bit of government support as well, uh, how to nurture new uh, and innovative companies, um, finding talent, both local and you know, overseas talent, attracting them here and support them throughout their sort of the growth stages. And many of the companies that I meet here that are on the SME side and their startups, um, they are struggling a bit on the funding side. They find it difficult to to connect with, you know, venture capital, for instance, um, which is in all fairness, if I look around here, it seems to be maybe less than a dozen companies on the VC side that are active. And among those is perhaps a handful that tend to be on a recurring basis. And growing that sort of sphere, I think, is going to be very important in terms of accessing funding, depending on which stage you are in your your development. Um, But Taiwan still has, you know, 24 million people or so. So you have that critical uh, market in terms of mass. It should be, it is able, I mean, Taiwan as a country is able to do more, it's able to do better. But it's really a, a question that can only be addressed properly if you have that support across the industries that I mentioned, I mean, the sectors that I mentioned. And we need to come together to figure out what that can be. And how we look at this in under other projects in other countries is to really support local cluster development, identify what certain cities or certain regions within certain cities are very good at, see what the local dynamics is, and support it from those prerequisites, but also then building an inclusive um, society in these areas by directing the, the um, right number of resources um, that are sort of tailored then for that area. 
Mm. Not every district can be a sort of a Silicon Valley, right? Uh, right. And it, it has to be, especially in Taiwan, where you need to look broadly, you know, how can we support, for instance, life science? How can we support hardware? I know there's a big push here now on on, on IoT and you know, some smart cities. But similar to how Taiwan, you know, then came from the manufacturing side, you know, Taiwan cannot have a single industry um, uh, guiding the whole country. Can, uh, not, not everyone can do IoT and hardware. Right. It has to be in a number of sectors. You know, I've interviewed quite a few young people who have some great ideas. You know, it's all for good cause or, you know, for society. But it seems like a lot of times the problem comes down to funding. And that is a very sensitive issue, but it's like the core of how far your project can go. Do you have any solutions for this? There's definitely a need to have a more dynamic uh, fundraising climate here in Taiwan. And a lot of the VCs who are here who are a bit more active, they typically tend to look at um, companies who are in a later stage. So they come in in what we call, you know, Series A, um, where it's more of a proven product and, you know, you may have some revenue, uh, ideally. And it's, it's where a company may need, you know, a million US dollars and above uh, to continue to grow and you know, take it to the next level. But you would you would find that a lot of companies, not only in Taiwan but also globally, there is a obviously a need of capital, um, yes, to get the product going. You know, some simple prototype testing and so on, uh, where we then look at um, annual rounds and seed rounds. Uh, a lot of this support usually comes from friends and family, uh, but not everyone has access to, you know friends and family who, who who would like to write you a check to support your crazy idea right there are other initiatives you know incubators that can also um provide you with some of that funding but then they would take a stake in your company yeah. um in return for that money which which is fair but it's not a model that necessarily everyone is comfortable with and it's not a model that's sort of suitable for everyone as well so increasing the overall pool of available capital is definitely something that's important to build a sort of a healthy environment ecosystem um, but that also requires um, support from 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 regulators as an example um, to, to to facilitate for for VCS in various shapes and forms uh, who would like to set up an entry uh, or provide funding to Taiwanese startups and then you know have a physical presence on the ground even uh, so so again it's it, it's it's something it, it's an effort that require you know broader support than just a single single um industry coming in next week victor berglund will begin with talking about the startup scene in taiwan for in the spotlight i'm shirley lynn <laughs>